Welcome to the High on Life podcast, where it's all about empowering you with the medicine and the mindset to healthfully lose weight and thrive beyond the scale. I'm your host, Dr. Sasha High. All right, my friends, I am pumped. I love today's topic, and I think you will too. We are talking all about beliefs today. What I'm going to teach you is the importance of managing your mind, aka thought work, so that you can see success in your weight loss and in your life. Now, before we jump in, I want to take a moment to say thank you for listening and for sharing. I truly appreciate each and every one of you who follows this podcast and shares it. I am on a mission to help 10,000 women love themselves, lose weight if they want to, and thrive in their life. And when you share, you participate in that mission. How cool is that? So thank you. If this podcast has encouraged you in any way, please share it. Let's spread inspiration and hope. All right, now on to beliefs. I talk to so many of you every single day who tell me things like, I know what I should be doing. I'm just not doing it. I just can't figure out why. Or I'm just not motivated. Or I get so discouraged when I don't see the scale moving and then I give up. Or what's the point? I'm just going to regain the weight anyway. What most people don't realize is that when you aren't doing something you should be doing or that you want to be doing, when your actions aren't there and you're not getting the results that you want, it's because you have some underlying thoughts that are derailing you. In very basic terms, you're talking yourself out of your own success. Now, here's the thing. Most people are not aware of this because most people are not even aware of their self-talk. According to the National Science Foundation, an average person has between 12,000 and 60,000 thoughts per day. Of those, 80% are negative and 95% are repetitive thoughts. All right, let me break it down and tell you what that means. It means that if you are not managing your mind, you are walking around telling yourself how crappy you are, that you're not worthy, that you're so unattractive, how this is too hard, how everyone else is better than you, and you're just repeating that story again and again in your brain over and over and wondering why your life stinks. Because your thoughts create your results. The thoughts you've had in the past created the results you have in your life now. The thoughts you have today are going to create the results that you're having, you're going to have in your future. So here is premise number one. The quality of your thoughts creates the quality of your life. I'm going to say that again. The quality of your thoughts creates the quality of your life. Listen, depending on where you're at, this either sounds super inspiring or really heavy. But I want to encourage you to see this as an opportunity. If you don't have the results you want in your life, then see this as an opportunity that you can do something about it. You can change the course of your life, literally change the trajectory that you're on by changing the narrative in your mind. This is exactly why I believe that coaching is so integral to any sort of behavior change or growth process, whether it's weight loss or leadership or entrepreneurship. Coaching can help you sort out the thoughts in your head that are derailing you and create some new beliefs that will empower you. Now, what is a belief? A belief is just a thought you've had over and over and over again, and it becomes a belief because you think it's factual and you believe it to be true simply because you've had it again and again. Now, you no longer start questioning, you no longer question those thoughts, and you just 
keep thinking the same thoughts over and over. And the thing is, you get very efficient at thinking those same thoughts. They become autopilot, like very automatic thought processes, something your brain easily offers to you because the neural pathways become very well established. Now, beliefs are often formed early in our lives, often in childhood. These beliefs may have been suggested to us by parents or family members, teachers, culture, media. I'm going to give you a really easy example. I want you to think about your idea of beauty. Like, what is beauty beautiful to you? Where do you think that came from? If you grew up in North America, as I did, I'm going to guess that you have a picture somewhat like what I had in my mind growing up. Beautiful was someone blonde, Caucasian, thin, maybe hourglass-shaped. It's definitely what I thought of as beautiful when I was growing up, right? I It was literally my dream. I'm not even joking. It was my dream for many years to be blonde with a thinner nose and waif-like, like Giselle or Kate Moss. Right? Because Western society has conditioned us to believe that that one very specific picture is what beauty is. Our dolls were like that. Models look like that. Magazines. Everything we saw on TV was that. And yet, if you actually look at, at, you know, at the world population, that particular body profile is found in like 1% of the world population, Right? So now we have this image in our minds that we're holding ourselves to, this crazy standard that is completely unrealistic, and then always feeling like we're falling short of that. So we develop these beliefs, this, this belief that's ingrained in us. Many of us don't even question it. Perhaps we don't even realize that that's the standard that we're holding ourselves to, and yet it's there. And it affects our experience of life because now maybe you're judging yourself because your nose is too wide, your hair is too wiry, your thighs are too thick, whatever it is. What I want to do is encourage you to start questioning your beliefs, all of them, so that you can decide what you want to think and believe on purpose. So many of our beliefs are unintentional. We don't even know that they're there. They're just subconscious thoughts hiding in the background, but dictating our experience of life and then manifesting in our actions and our outcomes. So premise number two is that beliefs will always manifest in our actions. We act based on our thoughts. And that is why thought work is so important, because if we're engaging in actions that aren't working, that are not generating the results that we want in our life, it's because of some underlying beliefs and thoughts that you aren't even aware aware are there. So by bringing into question your beliefs, you can decide if they're serving you or not and whether you want to keep them or not. Now, we have beliefs that are powerful and serve us well um, and make us the people that we want to be. So depending on your background, you may have lots or few of these powerful beliefs. If you grew up in a really supportive environment with people who believed in you, then you are more likely to have formed your own internal beliefs that serve you. I am capable. I can figure this out. I've got this. Remember, many beliefs were formed during our developing years. I'm going to give you an example of just how powerful this is. When I was 13 years old, my best friend at the time, her name was Marta, wrote me a birthday card, and in it she wrote, dream big, you'll accomplish anything you set your mind to. Now, because of who she was to me at that time, how important she was to me, I read this sentence, and it was like a seed that got planted in my mind and in my heart, and I believed it, and I still believe it, and I've carried it with me ever since. How crazy is that, right? This one sentence on a birthday card when I was 13 years old. 
You know, on a total tangent, on a side note, just imagine how powerful it is when you are speaking these things into your children, right? You can speak these truths into your children. My husband and I do it all the time and plant these truths so that they start believing in themselves too. Okay. Back on track, that was just a bonus for you. Now, I was really one, I was really fortunate to have a wonderful supportive family and have a great circle of friends from a young age. Some of you may not have had that experience. Maybe you grew up in a household where you were frequently put, criticized or you were put down. You may have internalized a lot of that language, and now, as an adult, you may use that same negative language on yourself, right? You'll never amount to anything. You're such a disappointment. You'll never be good enough. Here is my invitation to you. You do not need to keep repeating and believing these thoughts. Just because you've thought them again and again, it doesn't make them true, and it certainly doesn't make them helpful. And that is the thing with limiting beliefs. They're powerful because we often don't question them, and they just fester in our minds, wreaking havoc and holding us back in our lives. I recently coached some of my clients on this. We have monthly coaching calls in our Best Weight program. And during our last coaching call, I asked my clients to write down the beliefs that they knew or were not serving them. Here's some of the examples that came up. I'll never be good enough. If I can't do this properly, I don't want to do it at all. I can't lose weight. I have to finish my plate. I don't waste food. My weight is hereditary, so I can't do anything about it. I don't like my face. I'm not attractive. If I lose weight, I'll just gain it back again. I'm being judged by everyone all the time. Losing weight will always be a struggle. No one else has to worry about what they're eating. Thin people get to eat donuts and bagels and never think about it. I don't want to exercise because I'm not where I used to be. I wonder if you've ever had thoughts like this. Now, here's the thing, though, is most of the time, these thoughts are, com are totally subconscious. The thoughts that I've listed above, it's not like my clients are walking around with this daily conscious awareness that they're thinking these things. They weren't even aware of them, likely, until they stopped to really think about it. And that's the same thing with you. You're not walking around with a conscious awareness that your thoughts are derailing you. You're likely just seeing the outcome of the thoughts. The outcome is the actions you're taking and the results that you're getting. Actions may look like beating yourself up, not taking care of yourself, self-sabotaging your weight loss, avoiding the mirror or the scale, eating everyone else's leftovers for fear of waste, not exercising, um, even though you plan to, judging yourself, not putting yourself out there. The way you think about yourself turns into your reality. If you have negative beliefs about who you are and what you're capable of doing, you will limit your own potential. If you think you're a failure, you will feel like a failure. Then you'll act like a failure, which then reinforces your belief that you must be a failure. So your thoughts direct your actions, and that's premise number three. And here's the other thing. Once you have a limiting belief about yourself, your brain will look for evidence that reinforces your belief, and then will discount everything that runs to the contrary of that belief. And that's why in episode five, Searching for Treasure, I talk about the importance of searching for wins. I talk about the importance of training your brain to see the treasure, see the gold that's there instead of just seeing the trash, because that's your natural slant. So it's a practice of doing this. It has to be an active practice of learning to look for your wins, because otherwise, remember, 80% of your thoughts are negative, and then our brain searches for evidence to keep supporting those beliefs. 
So all I want you to start doing is just start questioning your beliefs. You may decide they are not serving you, or you may decide that you want to keep them. The beauty in questioning is that you get to create your life on purpose. You get to decide what you want to believe on purpose. What I want to teach you is that you have the ability to think new thoughts. Now, I want to clarify that this is not thought suppression. So this is not a matter of like pushing down, stuffing down the negative ones, and faking your way into positive thoughts with mantras and repetitions. That's not what I'm talking about here. What I'm talking about instead is just deciding that Yeah, your brain is presenting you with this thought, like, you're not worthy, you're a failure, you can't do this. It just doesn't mean it's true. It is literally just a sentence in your brain, and it can be there without impacting you. So your brain can tell you you're not worthy, and you can just notice the thought, observe it, and then carrying on, practicing a new belief, right? So I actually get some of my clients to talk back to their brain and be like, thank you, brain, I hear you but actually I can, and I am worthy, and I'm going to keep going. This principle is called diffusion in in acceptance and commitment therapy, or ACT. Basically, you're learning to create some separation or diffuse from your thoughts so that they no longer negatively influence you. Here's the good news. You can decide what you want to believe on purpose. You can literally choose whatever you want to believe and then start practice believing it and searching for evidence to support it. And as we're creating these new beliefs, what happens for many, many people is you start, you you try to create your thoughts from your past. So we know this because you just keep on looking into your past and looking for evidence of what you've been able to achieve in the past as though that has something to do with what you're going to achieve in the future, right? As though our past dictates our future, which it doesn't, right? Um, So it looks like this. Oh, I tried to lose weight in the past, but then I just regained double. I can never lose weight and keep it off. But the thing is, your past results got you to where you are today, right? So if you're trying to create a new future, you can't go into your past to create new beliefs for your future. You have to go into your future to create new thoughts that are going to take you to that new place. So if your life isn't changing, if you're repeating the same results again and again, it's probably because you're looking into your past to try to create new thoughts. Now, let me give you an example. Before I went to med school, I had never been to med school. How did I know I could do it? I looked in my future and I believed that I could do it. Before I can, became an entrepreneur with zero business knowledge, training, or experience, how did I know I could do it? I looked into my future at the woman that I knew I would become, and I believed that I could gain the skills and knowledge necessary to be an entrepreneur. I um, believe that I'm going to be the most fit of my life by the time I turn 40, which is in three years. I'm not there yet. How do I know I'm going to do that? Because I believe I'm going to become that person who's going to do the things to be the most fit at 40. And when I start setting my brain to that belief, then my actions follow. Okay? So you can't look for the results in your life to create your new beliefs. You have to create the belief first and the results follow. So before you lose weight and keep it off, how do you know you can? You look into the future at the woman you are who is getting the support she needs, getting the treatment she needs, putting in the work she needs to, and you believe that you can do it. You can't look at your past to create something new because your past got you to where you are today. So if you want something different, you have to look into your future to create those results. When you create a thought from your future, you think about your future and what you want, and you create a thought that you want to believe. And then the only thing between you and that belief is just the practice of thinking it over and over and over again 
until it's effortless in your mind and it becomes autopilot like all the other autopilot thoughts that are in there. So what if you can believe anything you want to believe? What do you want to believe? I am giving you permission right now to believe anything you want. So what would you want to believe if you could believe absolutely anything? You get to decide. All right, my amazing friends, don't forget to inspire some other women in your life by sharing this episode with them. Here's what you can do. Take a screenshot, post it on your social media with your biggest takeaways and tag me, Sasha High MD, and I will give you a shout out. Have a wonderful day. Bye. Thanks for joining me today. If you enjoyed listening to the High on Life podcast, please take a moment to subscribe, share, and review it on Apple Podcasts. 